Welcome to Climate Action with Net Zero Homes, a podcast dedicated to achieving net zero goals and building smart and sustainable homes. We speak with global CEOs, industry analysts, innovators, and energy optimists to tackle the biggest sustainable challenges we face at home by leveraging smart technology and digital innovation. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Climate Change with Net Zero, the podcast that explores how we can achieve our net zero goals at home. I'm your new host, Ifu Chi, and I lead the Global Home and Distribution Divisions at Schneider Electric. I'm very excited to be joined today by our special guest, Helen Metz, Executive Vice President, Materials at DSM, a global purpose-led and science-based company specializing in nutrition, health, and sustainable living. In this episode, we are going to explore the materials that make up our smart technology devices and how they can be made more sustainably using recycled plastic. Welcome to the show, Helen. Hi, Aifu. Hi, everyone. And thanks for having me on your podcast today. I'm looking forward to our conversation on what I find a very exciting and important topic. Thank you, Helen. Actually, I'm thrilled to be talking about this subject with you today. Sustainability is at the core of everything we do at Schneider Electric. I hope other companies will be inspired by our joint passion to create a clearer environment and to build a circular economy. Yeah, certainly so do I. And I think now is certainly the time for it. More than ever, our world is facing a series of what I call complex and interconnected environmental challenges. For instance, if the population, so you and me, continue to behave in the same way as we're doing today, combined with the expected growth of the population, then the total demand for resources is expected to reach 130 billion tonnes by 2050. That's more than 400% of the Earth's capacity. And we know that waste is accumulating in landfills, it's polluting our oceans, it's impacting the environment. And we all know that we urgently need to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions to stay below the critical 1.5 degrees of warming set out in the Paris Agreement. And materials industries like us have a key role to play in addressing these issues. So at DSM, we totally embrace this responsibility. It's very much in line with our purpose of creating brighter lives for all. And in materials specifically, we're looking to help enable customers to transition to a bio-based, circular, low-carbon economy by offering a wide range of bio-based and recycle-based alternatives for an entire materials portfolio. And ultimately, we're all in this fight against climate change together. We believe that we can only do it together. And we also believe that every single business should make sustainability part of its mission. So anything we can do to help other businesses and consumers achieve their circularity goals is a success in our books, but also vice versa, working together with companies like you. Fully aligned, Helen. It's definitely a global effort across all industries and countries. We all have our part to play. Right now, waste or unrecyclable materials is a such a huge problem globally. Since the devastating impact was highlighted on programs like Blue Planet, 
we have seen a massive shift in attitudes and expectations from homeowners to governments. It requires such an overhaul of supply chains and processes that may have been in place for years, and it can be a challenge to know where to start. Yeah, I, I think I feel that's one of the, the absolute challenges because today's waste problem actually stems from the fact that we've built a linear economy, an economy in which we take, we make, and then we disregard. By contrast, however, the circular economy, we are striving to mimic the natural cycle of life. So it involves designing products and services that enable us to keep the resources in use for as long as possible, to extract the maximum value from them while they're in use, and then to recover them at the end of product lifetimes through either recycling or regeneration. And this is going to become even more important as the world's rapidly increasing population and growing middle class inflate that demand for materials. Our current and predicted consumption patterns not only result in natural resource scarcity, but they're also harming the natural cycles and they're contributing to climate change and to pollution. So in a circular economy, we can mitigate these effects by sourcing renewable, more durable materials and designing products that are easier to repair, reuse and repurpose. And this isn't just good for the environment, it also presents a business opportunity that's potentially worth trillions, according to the Business and Sustainable Development Commission. And what we say in terms of the icing on the cake is that it can also create sustainable livelihoods for local communities. Fully agree, Helen. Creating a functional circular economy is really fundamental if we are all tackle climate change. This is a direction we are taking at Schneider Electric. Where since one of the ways DSM helps business in electrical industries to achieve circularity is by taking waste and developing materials for certain electrical applications. This is where our two companies crossed paths and formed a successful partnership. We certainly admire the work that you do and the partnership that we've got. And yes, that's exactly how our paths crossed. We provide as DSM performance materials for a range of electrical applications, including your switch gears, connectors, and lighting. And these materials include recycled-based and bio-based innovations. We've been in the electrical business ourselves for many years, so our global team understands not only our business and our science, but I think equally important, yours too. And we do that by working together. So this means that we can work in partnership to actually develop electrical components and products that are compliant with regulatory requirements, that are kind to the planet, and that deliver on the major trends like thin innovation, like smart connectivity, and all while managing costs as efficiently as possible. Indeed, producing a product that meets the safety and the regula uh, regulatory conditions in electric industries you mentioned is no easy feat due to the specific requirement of electrical components, particularly in switches and sockets. Mechanical and electrical endurance are mandatory. This includes resilience towards high temperature in case of overload or short circuit. 
By working closely together over a number of months, our engineering team were able to find a solution that your Eklon repurposed make possible for electrical components. And we are all honored to present to the world the very first switch that our team have co-developed together and that will be made from discarded ocean fishing nets. Yes, it's, it's very exciting. And it's all about partnerships. This is a challenge that we were able to meet thanks to our shared commitment to enabling a green future of production in our sector. We knew that using the right materials for the job from the outset is actually what is central to creating that circular economy. Sustainability needs to be embedded from the start of the production process. Well said, Helen. Achieving net zero requires a holistic approach throughout the whole supply chain, and we target for the whole home. This is something we recognize at Schneider Electric, and we have started to roll out across our residential portfolios. We are aiming for 50% green material contents in our products by 2025. Can you tell us more about the types of green materials you are producing at DSM and how it works? As we know, finding the right materials is the first hurdle for many businesses to overcome. Yeah, well, the Aquilon repurposed, I think, is a great example of a material that contributes to circularity. So by using what we call ghost fishing nets as the material source, we actually give them new life and address a significant issue of ocean waste at the same time. So in this way, we're helping support healthier marine life, litter-free beaches and cleaner oceans. And you know, every year, there's approximately 640,000 tons of fishing nets that are abandoned in the oceans. And they cause hundreds of thousands of marine animals to lose their lives, as well as damaging our coral reefs. And fishing nets actually make up nearly 50% of ocean pollution in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So to combat this or help to combat this, we work with local fishermen to actually collect the discarded fishing nets from the Indian Ocean, Arabian Sea, and the coastal corners of India, including the beaches. And we work with a dedicated partner in India to collect, sort, and pre-process these nets, including a specialty quality control process at our Pune site. DSM, we, we provide the technical guidance, we provide training and the expertise needed, and then we support our partner to make the process safe and effective. So the end product is a glass fiber reinforced, recycled polyamide with excellent functional properties. It's really impressive how it's not just about using Western materials and the cleaning up the ocean. Your approach has so many positive impacts from a self-sustaining economic perspective to generating income for local communities. Yeah, exactly. Because as I've said, besides contributing to the, the cleaner ocean and beaches, Aquilon Repurposed helps provide sustainable livelihoods for several local communities in India. Actually, to date, we've got more than 300 people employed in this product supply chain overall. And by paying for collected fishing nets, we're also creating incentives for fishermen not to dump fishing nets in the oceans or on the beaches. So this is a positive impact from many, many different angles. 
And it's all driven with our passion for a cleaner environment. Excellent. How does this all end up in a switch or socket then? How do you take materials from a fishing net and turn it into something in someone's home? The fishing nets then are made from polyamide. To give this material the strength and the performance that's needed to meet the market and safety requirements, it does need to be reinforced with 15% of glass fiber. And a key difference between the plastic compound that we use today versus the ocean plastic compound is actually the viscosity during production. So when heated up for molding, one is like honey, the other's like water. So for this reason, we've had to invest in new molds specifically for ocean plastic. And it's super important to choose a compound that will maintain its characteristics over time And that is consistent from batch to batch. I I think you know that. That is actually the main challenge. Uh, This material is a real game changer for business like Schneider Electric. We are really privileged to partner with DSM to make fundamental changes to the materials that we use in our products and ultimately our contribution to sustainability of our society and planet. Well, let me say, so are we. It's been successful because there's been buy-in from everyone involved. Projects like this require a change in mindset, and Schneider has it. And we can work together to change the mindset of our peers and the customers. It's about leading by example and building as much as awareness as possible, like having open discussion about it on this podcast As one example, I'm sure our listeners will be impressed by the DSM team's fantastic initiative to collect the fishing nets from the ocean and transform them in new reliable materials. And I'm glad to have shared with them today our collaboration. I'm a believer that all innovation initiatives, big or small, are welcome when it comes to fighting against climate change. I look forward to what's next for two companies to achieve truly net zero homes of future. All that left for me to say is a big thank you to Helen for sharing with us today. Thank you very much for having me, Aifu. It's been an absolute pleasure and I hope we've inspired our listeners. Thank you, Helen. To catch up all the previous episodes in this series, And to find out more about tackling climate change with net zero and how you can build a home in the future, hit the subscribe link. Join us next time when we will have another special guest to take us on another step on our net zero journey. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Climate Change with Net Zero Homes podcast by Schneider Electric. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on the podcast app of your choice so you are sure you don't miss an episode. If you like this episode, we'd appreciate your rating. For more information on the Climate Change with Net Zero Homes podcast, go to se.com and look for Homes of the Future or follow us on LinkedIn. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only, should not be undertaken as financial, economic, legal, business, tax, or investment advice. The information, statements, views, and opinions should not be construed as the provision of advice by Schneider Electric or as an offer to buy or sell any products or services or to make or consider any investment or course of action.